Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. There's Jerry, a.k.a. Lucifer, the Lightbringer. And this is Short Stuff, the Civil War Death Edition. That's right. And it is uh, Halloween time. It is October. Freaktober. So we're going to be peppering in some little spooky content here and there. I am so psyched. This is one of my favorite holidays. I think we have this conversation every year, but we let's do. have it again. We love Christmas it. <laughs> and, and Halloween. Isn't Halloween your favorite of all time, though? No, I mean, they're both up there. Like, from October on, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty happy guy. Sure, same I'm, here. I'm so angry the rest of the year. I know, it's <laughs> kind of freaky. I'm so angry because we're in... Approaching mid-September, and it's at the high 90s here in Atlanta still. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Atlanta weather. It's weird, weird weather, and it has been forever. So you want to talk Confederate and Union soldier ghosts? Yeah, I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> um, so uh, the Battle of Gettysburg in particular, Chuck, was, I guess it was the bloodiest battle of the entire Civil War. I believe so. Maybe the most, I don't I don't want to say the bloodiest battle in American history, considering all the other wars we've been in, but it was a bad one. On American soil, I would say, Certainly. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But over the course of three days at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, population at the time about 2,000, so it was actually probably a pretty decent-sized town, um, the Union troops and the Confederate troops, about 165,000 troops total, all gathered there at Gettysburg and said, let's fight. And over three days, something like 7,000 people died with 51,112 casualties over three days, Chuck. I did the math. Just with deaths alone, almost two people died every minute if you count every minute over 72 straight hours. Yeah, it was uh, a bloodbath. And, of course, because of that, uh, a lot of people think Gettysburg is super haunted. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one, we're going to talk in particular about a place called Devil's Den, Right. Which, if you if you are near a computer and not driving, you should look it up. Um, it's a really interesting place. These huge boulders. Uh, it's like a maze of boulders between a couple of other rocky hills. Big Round Top and Little Round Top. Sure. Although it is spelled Little. I like <laughs> to call it Little Round Top. They didn't get really fancy with the naming. No. It's a little straightforward, but okay. Unless Big Round Top is actually smaller. <laughs> yeah, like Greenland know. and Iceland. <laughs> But uh, Devil's Den is this area sort of in between them with these, like I said, these huge rocks. And because of the unusual sort of topography of these huge boulders, because, you know, you think about the Civil War as marching through these wide open fields and kind of shooting at each other. Mm -hmm. This was a nightmare scenario for a firefight because you've got boulders everywhere. You can't see around the corner. It was a really, really fierce, bloody fight with tons of deaths and casualties. Yeah, and there was even a, a place um, in between, I think, Little Round Top and the uh, Devil's Den that was the worst of all called the Slaughter Pen because so many people died in between this kind of open no-man's land. Yeah. There was a lot of death around Devil's Den. But to make it even more kind of ghostly and freaky, like even still today, if you walk through Devil's Den— it's a little creepy. It's a little unusual, as as this guy named Mark Nesbitt, who is a former park ranger out at Gettysburg turned um, paranormal investigator, as he put it, it's basically like a giant just dropped huge boulders the size of houses onto this one spot on the battlefield. It's really unusual. It's really weird. And it'd be really easy to hide just around the corner. So it'd be a really, if you put yourself in the mindset of 
this three-day battle, the bloodiest battle uh, in American history on American soil going on, and you're having to fight around these boulders, the point is made by people who believe in such things that this kind of um, horrific emotion endured by this many people collectively at the same time surely must have lent some sort of imprint to the area. And that's kind of given this idea that Gettysburg and the battlefield are one of the most haunted places in America. That's right. So on day two of Gettysburg, which, like we said, was three days, um, Mm -hmm. about 5,500 Confederate troops attacked the Union position on Little Round Top. Mm -hmm. But remember, Devil's Den lies between Big Top and Little Round Top. So they had to battle it out at Devil's Den. Right. And uh, they were led by the uh, Confederate First Texas. Put a pin in that. Very important. Yeah. And Major General John Bell Hood uh, was the commander of that unit. And here's what they did. They took three of the Union's four big heavy, uh, heavy artillery guns down, flushed the troops out from Devil's Den, and then had sharpshooters just picking these dudes off uh, on Little Round Top. Yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, the Confederate First Texas um, saved the day, basically, by, by taking the Devil's Den, which is just, I mean, that's a, that was a big deal. Overall, though, the Union was, uh, was considered to have won the Battle of Gettysburg because the next day there was Pickett's Charge, which was a Confederate full frontal assault on the um, Union troops. By full frontal assault, they mean that um, they were all naked when they charged. <laughs> but so it, it didn't, didn't work out for him. It did not work out, and the Union won that won the Battle of Gettysburg overall. But taking the Devil's Den was considered a, a major Confederate victory in that in that larger battle. They said, "Don't fire until you see the whites of their butts." <laughs> right. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, in Devil's Den itself, uh, I believe. 1,800 Confederate soldiers died, even though they won, and 800 Union soldiers died. Yeah. So in this relatively small area, that is 2,600 people losing their life. And we'll talk about the ghostly activity that resulted, perhaps, right after this. Okay, Chuck, so the Devil's Den was this place of massive casualties, and it's a scary place on its own. It's an even scarier place if you're fighting somebody to the death. And then 150 years later, it still remains a very scary place to people who are, say, paranormal investigators, ghost hunters, or tourists who are into ghosts and things like that. Yeah, so here's uh, here are a few of the stories. Uh, once there was a young woman who was climbing uh, in these boulders with a friend, and she felt someone grab her ankle that was not her friend. Yeah. And she looks down, and there's a young man in a Civil War uniform. She screams for her friend, looks back down. He's gone. That would be so scary. Tell us about the helpful hippie, because this is a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> so there was a woman uh, back when Mark Nesbitt, the, the um, Gettysburg Park Ranger turned paranormal investigator, yeah. who also, he wrote like a multi-volume book series called The Ghosts of Gettysburg. Yeah, I think he at one point said, you know what, park rangering, uh, there's not a lot of money in that, but you know what there is a lot of money in? Ghost tours and books. <laughs> right. <laughs> Possibly double. 
Yeah, I would think so. So um, he did uh, make the leap over, as so many park rangers do, to Ghost uh, Hunter. <laughs> um, but he was saying that while he was a park ranger still at Gettysburg, a, a woman came in, uh, and this was years and years ago, who basically said, hey, I just saw this guy in the uh, the devil's den. I was turned around. I got kind of lost. And then out of nowhere, this kind of disheveled figure showed up and pointed off in the distance and said, um, that's the, the place you're looking for, and then kind of vanished. And the park ranger said, well, well what did he look like? And the lady said, get this. <laughs> Are we taking a break? No, I was setting you up for the best part. <laughs> we already took our break, didn't we? Yeah. All right. He's wearing a floppy hat. Okay. Shoulder-length hair. Right. He's barefoot and has ragged clothing. And the park ranger said, is there a fish concert nearby? <laughs> and she said, who's fish? <laughs> and he said it must have been a Civil War ghost. Yeah. They, they, Mark Nesbitt said she basically just described what a first Texas Confederate soldier would have looked like at the Battle of Gettysburg. Case closed. The end. Ghosts exist. Right. And this one, and he was a helpful hippie because... You know, he's telling everyone where to go. Like, hey, you're lost. Just go over that rock over there. You'll be fine. But he also looked like a hippie. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So this is another good one. Uh, I think this was about 20 years after that one. Another woman comes up to Nesbitt. This guy's got a lot of great stories. Well, sure. He collected a multi-volume series (laughs) called The Ghosts of Gettysburg. She said she was in the devil's den hiking around, and a raggedy man with a floppy hat appeared, pointed she was a, a University of Texas graduate, I think, had a Texas sweatshirt on at least, Mm -hmm. and he pointed at it and said, first Texas, and disappeared. (laughs) He went, (laughs) disappeared. She was like, uh, uh, surely that was a first Texas Confederate soldier named the Helpful Hippie. I think it was. Yep. She described it in the same way, floppy hat, disheveled, barefoot. Goes by Rob. Right. And again, he was really into Texas. That's right. So... I really feel like we're testing the boundaries of credibility here at this point. (laughs) Okay. But that doesn't mean that there are a lot of people that go to Gettysburg every year um, who do say, I've had a weird experience there. I didn't necessarily see anything, but my camera didn't work on my phone or my straight-up camera didn't work. You know, the original ones, the straight-up cameras. Sure. Or the battery started to fail on my phone. But weirdly, once I left Devil's Den or or the battlefield, like, my phone started working. My camera started working. It's like yeah. it didn't like to work there in that area. Mark De- Mark Nesbitt, being the um, author of a multi-volume series <laughs> called The Ghosts of Gettysburg, um, says, I, I got it. I know exactly what's going on here. That's right. Are we taking a break? <laughs> no, I'm setting you up again. <laughs> so he said there's this famous photo that was taken at Devil's Den of a fallen Confederate soldier. Uh lying at where he was positioned as, as a sharpshooter, but dead. And he, the, you can look this picture up. I looked it up. It's fairly creepy looking. Sure. It's a very well-known image, but it was found out to be staged. Um, not that this guy wasn't really dead, but this photographer apparently dragged around this same dead soldier to different spots for different photo ops. Yeah. And this was one of the places he dragged him. So Nesbitt's idea here is this whole cameras won't work thing is revenge against the photographer. Yeah. From beyond. He, he was basically like uh, Jude Law in Road to Perdition or something. I don't remember that movie well enough to get that reference. He was a crime scene photographer, but he murdered people. Oh. 
um, to take and their picture. took pictures of him. Yeah, gotcha. He was a he was a bad guy. Um, I don't think this guy murdered anybody, but surely dragging a body around it's just bad karma. I would think so. But um, so I, I guess that's about it. There's plenty of ghosts there. You can walk around Devil's Den yourself and figure out if you have camera problems or if you have problems with your phone or if you see the helpful hippie or somebody grabs your ankle. Give it a shot. All you have to do is go to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. True. And for the record, we should point out the American Battlefield Trust, which is in charge of preserving that uh, historic site, says, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, no such thing as ghosts. Right. <laughs> No such thing as ghosts. They said, um, I love this quote. we got to read it real quick, okay? Okay. They said that, um, by all means, believe what you want to believe, but please know that if water gets on a camera lens, it's water, not a ghostly orb. (laughs) If sun shines into the camera lens, it's called sunlight, not an energy sphere. And they dropped their microphone. That's right. And walked off. Well, we're dropping our microphone, too. You can read a pretty interesting little article on uh, how stuff works about this. And in the meantime... We'll see you around. Short Stuff Say Adios. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.